0: We had a great time last week. We really, really did. And I want to thank God that we know how to put our shouting clothes on in this church. But we don't just shout about the Word. We don't just rejoice about the Word. We don't just run around the room about the Word. We don't just wave our hands. We are challenged to be doers of the Word. And so I appreciate my church family. We're doers of the Word of God. So as you heard, we're doing Thy Kingdom Come Part 2. Some really interesting things to share tonight. Let's pray that the Lord will... Uh, cause his anointing on our special time together over his word. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the promise of the Holy Spirit. And you're the revealer, Holy Spirit. Thank you for, for quickening every single friend that's listening. And those, Lord, that need answers, those that need encouragement, uplifting, praise God that they might have eyes to see that you're working you're working, you're working, you're working. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. So just by way of a little bit of review, we found that uh, in finding the will of God, many times you're looking for the purpose of God. The will of God oftentimes de- is is defined, or I should say motivated by the purpose. And then there's, a, there's an outline of the will of God, which is the Plan. Oftentimes, we say things in, in our Pentecostal circles. <laughs> we say God has a plan for your life. Remember, last week we talked about the book of Ephesians, chapter one, verse three through eleven. I think to save time, I'm going to go ahead and skip down to um, e- this page two, which would be Ephesians two, verse ten, in the Amplified. And uh, you do the best you can following along. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. Remember, God never does anything by accident. He's not uh, trying to uh, uh, follow and put out fires of, of what the enemy has done. Or he's not trying to put out fires because you made a mistake and you fell out and said something like Brother Hershey says, something naughty on the freeway. You shook your hand and said something not quite Christianly. You didn't live up to your bumper sticker. <laughs> you see, God is not taken by surprise. And uh, understand, if if we had time, but I'll just remind you about Psalm 139. Before you were born, God knew everything about you. All the endowments that God would have... Uh, invested in you and all the paths and and, and even the, the, the number of days and the plan and the purpose and I might say the will was already written before before we were even... While you were just a thought in the figment of your parents' imagination, God knew about this. Hallelujah. So let me read that, eph- Ephesians 2. Are you there yet? It says, For we are God's own handiwork, His workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we... Now watch this. That we may do those good works... Which God predestined, and I like the way it says in the amplified, planned aforehand for us taking paths there 's that path again, which He prepared ahead of time, Amen, that we should walk in them, living the good life which He prearranged and made ready for us. To live, It's almost like God put, if you've ever uh, gone bowling and they put the bumpers on the sides so you just can't miss. I mean, you just, Jesus, I love you. I give you my whole heart. And you're just a a new Christian, but you trust him and you you just let go of the bowling ball. And even if it looked like it was going this way, boing, it's going to work its way back. God is seeing to it. That your your heart, which is right toward him, he's looking to show himself strong in behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him. Whose hearts are, when you say the word perfect, don't let that throw you. That just means you're loyal to him. You're dedicated and devoted to him. You have a tender heart toward him. Amen. Amen. And so I wanted to point out to you before we move forward, and this is almost The rest of the review from last week, not bad for about three minutes, that there's a whole lot of planning that has gone on. And as we move forward in the will of God, it should this a message like this should minister comfort to you. You should have a sense of confidence that you're not going to fall Living, you're not going to be destroyed. You're not going to. How can I say? You're you're not going to falter. God is uh, planned steps for you to walk, and as long as we're vitally united to the vine and following the plan, Amen. somebody say the plan. The plan. That it's going to be all right. Amen. It's going to be all right. You know, I'm thinking about Jonah. I don't know why, but this is not a notes. But Jonah, he he needed a little bit of that. Bowling bumper ball. I mean, when he threw it, he, God said, "I want you to go to Nineveh and I want you to preach repentance." He went the opposite way. He took a but see, the Lord had bumpers for him. He he went this way, but that big fish that took you know how how the story goes. And then uh, of course Jonah repented. Aren't you glad we can repent? Aren't you glad you don't have to be so so perfect in everything you do? But your heart is right, and his heart was right, and he repented and he changed course and he submitted himself to the will to the plan and to the purpose of God and he went and he preached repentance and to his surprise they repented he was actually a little upset about it but but you know God knows what he's doing he's in the saving people business amen hallelujah so let's, let's look at some of the characteristics of the will of God, and then we'll get into your business just a little bit. <laughs> the wisdom of God, or, or, or I should say the will of God, is rooted and founded in wisdom and in righteousness. And it always yields goodness. I say that again, it always yields goodness. Now, be careful now, because uh, as uh, charismatic Christians, someone might interpret that, that we will never be tested or tried, and it, we will never be pressed on any side. Sorry to disappoint. Uh, it was many times when you're in the very, in fact, I can guarantee, when you're in the center of God's will, things will come your way that may be unpleasant. But there's the grace of God to carry you through. And I might say, there's a mission and a purpose for you. And, and you know, uh, I, I, we'll, we'll get into just a little bit. Jesus' example... Amen. Jesus' example—he was able to walk through some very unpleasant things because of the joy that was set before him. So let's look at Jesus' example real quick, and we'll move into other things. First John three eight is one scripture that talks of the purpose. You might say it talks of uh, the 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 plan behind Jesus' coming. One of them was what in part B of First John chapter three and verse eight. It says, For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. What was it for, class? That he might destroy the works of the devil. Now, I understand that Jesus was persecuted. We understand that it was not an easy path for, for Jesus. But good news, he always had grace to walk it through. And in the end... Things turned out really good. The good news is that you don't have to be Jesus. And uh, what I mean by that is you don't have to go to the cross and do exactly what he did. You're called to do what you're called to do. You've got to follow the plan of God for you. And I like what Jesus said. He says, whatever yoke that is going to go on you, he says, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. It's not ill-fitting. I like what it says that in, in the message version. He says, come and learn of me. Jesus did the praying necessary to get the grace flowing because he knew that this is why I came into the earth Amen. Amen. when they when they identified him behold the lamb of god that takes away the sin of the world inevitably he was going to face and i'll call it the moment and you know what i mean about the moment he had to seriously show what skin he had in the game he had to go to the cross and he was obedient To his father. So let's look, pick it up in Gethsemane, uh, his Gethsemane experience, and I might skip a little bit. In verse, uh, Matthew chapter 26 and verse 37, it says that he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. But I thought, you know, that God had anointed him with the oil above his fellows, you know, the oil of joy. Friends, he still had the oil of joy, but there are some things that he walked through where at the time it was greatly distressing. So he did what you and I need to do. If anyone is afflicted. Let him pray. Let let him complain. Let him gossip. Let him him gossip about Pastor Tom and about Pastor Mark and Brenda. No, let him pray. So what did Jesus do in his Gethsemane moment? What he did is he went to prayer. Now, of course, he brought some friends along with him. We talked about this last week. Isn't it something that sometimes we bring friends along with us and they fall asleep at the wheel? It would be sure nice if some friends were actually there for us. But you know... There are some things in life that you're just going to flat have to do your praying and lay out before the Lord. Amen. And I don't know why that is. We have a lot of prayer warriors. I love this family. I don't know about you, but prayer is, is one of the one of the great values. The prayer, and not just wishful prayer. I'm talking about the prayer of faith Amen. is in this place. Amen. I value that about our church's culture. But Jesus went to Gethsemane, and, uh, uh, and he, here he is praying in verse number 39 notice what he said he went a little further and he fell on his face and prayed saying oh my father if it be possible let this cup pass from me but here are the golden words that show us that it showcases what life could and should be like because you're going to live by somebody's will you're going to either live by the will of man, the will of the devil, or the will of God. And when I say man, it's your own thing, or mama's thing, or whatever, whoever, you're going to live by that grandma, you're going to live by that will, and feel like compelled to do that, because mama told me, papa told me, or grandma told me, or your, your own flesh is telling you, or you're going to do the will of God. Or you're going to do the will of the devil. And I I wish, I, I think I'm going to go ahead and say this. Sometimes, listen to this. Sometimes doing the will of your flesh and doing the will of the devil seems a little easier. It seems like a path easily like, wow, the soft wind is blowing pretty softly right here. You know, the, there's a raise and, and there's a place, a position of this and that. And I get a housing allowance and, and I, get, I got the company car and I get a cell phone. Back in the day, it was a beeper. I got me a beeper. I'm really important. Oh, Lord. Lord, forgive us for being so foolish in the old days. That's me. But... I thought I was something on a stick because I had a pager. Yep, that's me. I got me a pager now. I really arrived. You know, that means important. (laughs) Excuse me, that's real important. (laughs) And and you know, I felt pretty important till those came at two in the morning and at four in the morning and at one in the morning. Like, what up? What's going on here? Oh, sorry, wrong number. I suddenly felt that feeling important came with the price. <laughs> oh, that's in there for free. Right when I thought I was something pretty important, the Lord made toothpicks out of my sticks. But anyway, there I was trying to be big and tall. Look, Mom, I got me a page. Your Mom, I have a... Never mind. But see, Jesus said, Nevertheless, not what I will not what I thought, not what I planned, not what I had in mind, but what you will. In other words, what you planned. And I just want to let that sink in there for just a little bit because we're going to show you that sometimes doing, the I'm not saying all the time, but sometimes doing the will of God requires something can I say it in church? I thought, this was a, I thought this was a bless me church. It is a bless me church. It will require sacrifice. It will uh, require endurance. But the, the, the neat thing about it is like Jesus, it said, for the joy that was set before him. Catch this now. He endured the shame and the cross So, he had his eye on the prize. You can't go by life with what's in front of your face. You've got to go by what you know in your spirit. And friends, the book of Ephesians is very clear that we're not to be vague or thoughtless regarding the plan or the will of God. It says we are to be precise about the will of God. Because when you know the, your purpose and you know what you've been called to do and you know the mission and you know the steps that He ordained before you were born, yes. the price of gas will not move you. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. oh, man. That's right. I'm just saying. The cost of real estate won't move you. Right. The gossip at, jo- at the job won't move you. Your bank account won't move you. I love the way this church operates. We, we've repeated this often. It's not my original, but we're spirit led, we're not money led people-led, convenience-led. I think 7-Eleven is just a a terrible uh, uh, idea. Like like it's a, quote, convenience store. There is no 7-Eleven in the Christian life. There's the will and the purpose of the Father, what you were created to do and what you were born and assigned to do in this hour. And Heart of the Bay, praise God. I've got some friends up in here. I could feel it hallelujah but any, anyway look at what it says in Psalms 40 and verse 6 through 8 in the New King James Version that's Psalms 40 verse 6 through 8 and this this is telling Jesus' posture particularly when uh, he, this is of course prophetic by David that's prophesying and telling what Jesus said you know later and we'll find it in Hebrews but you see A song, listen carefully, a song and a dance and a large check in the offering will not exempt you from needing to follow the will and the plan of God. Some people want to say, oh, I I put it in offering or I'm I'm shouting real good now. I'm dancing. I'm running around the room. Yeah, but did you follow the plan? Because like we talked about last week, obedience that's what the will requires and what the plan requires like work the plan you've heard this on TV shows stick to the plan man stick to the plan oh man there's a change no stick to the plan stick to the plan (laughs) but Lord the price of gas stick to the plan stick to the plan (laughs) yeah So, 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 so God is fed up, was basically fed up with people that would keep bringing sacrifices in that. But they're trying to substitute that for following his plan. Don't make that mistake. The, The words of Samuel ring very loud in my heart again this week, which says obedience. And I'll add to the will and the plan of God is better than sacrifice for to obey is better than the fat of rams and to be stubborn and to be is and the sin of rebellion is as witchcraft Ooh, that's a little heavy sorry folks at home we're gonna get happy in a minute don't 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 get sad i mean we better read the scripture so, sorry about that everybody let's let's okay notice what it says sacrifice and offering you did not desire my ears you have opened Burnt offering and sin offering you did not require. Then said I, behold, I come. In the scroll, another translation says, in the volume of the book, it is written of me. Here's the record. Are you ready for it? Yes. I delight to do your will, Oh my God. And your law is within my heart. Now, let me tell you, that's a very strong word. And I've got to park it there for just a, a fraction of a minute. Delight is a very, very strong word. You know, I, I had a little dissertation here about delight, but man, delight is is really. Do you realize what delight is? Like, oh, I really, I really greatly enjoy this. Like, okay, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna be beaten and thrown in jail, Paul, for following the will of God. Oh, yay, goody, beat me some more. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, 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 it. This is the meat right here. This is the meat. I'm telling you what, if you're in the perfect will of God and you know it and persecution comes, welcome to the club. Don't let it shake you. Don't let it worry you. Like Jesus said, be of good cheer. I have deprived the world from harming you. Nothing's going to hurt you. So rejoice, well, you know, they're persecuting me. Well, praise the Lord, that, 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 that might be, were you walking in love? Yes, are you walking in the will of God? Well, that just means that count yourself glad that you're able to, did I say this word in church? That you're able to experience something unpleasant in his name. And the Lord's going to turn it around, hallelujah. So let's move forward. I think, I think that's good on that. So, I delight to do your will. Wow. So, the will expresses or defines the purpose, the plan, and the path. And the will of God always requires a decision. Uh, we have an opportunity to choose His will, to which tonight I'm really trying to encourage you to, whenever it comes up, do your best to train your heart to follow the will of God train yourself train yourself I'm not saying it's easy but I will say this he's not going to require to do something major first as you he's not going to require you to do something super major uh, without first moving your faith and your confidence level but this is all a trust test And let me read Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. While they're getting uh, ready up there, remember that Jesus said that my meat is to do the will of my Father. See, there's something about being Americans. (laughs) We don't like anybody telling us what to do. Hey, this is America. Well, we need you to sit here. Hey, there's all these other chairs. I want to sit here. Like, this is America. (laughs) Yeah, you, you know, it is America, but I'm encouraging you to sit in that other stuff. Like, I want to sit where I want to sit. This is America. So you sit in that thing and then, like, Whoo, I'm all wet. What happened? Well, there was a, there was a rain leak last night. I tried to tell you, but. <laughs> I tried to tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's America, but get your wet britches into America. <laughs> all right egg on your face, Christian. <laughs> I'm having too much fun. Where do I pay? Hallelujah. But it says in Hebrews 10, 36, notice what it says. You have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, say that with me, after you have done the will of God. And listen, what's understood there is it's not, it's not what you thought it was going to be like. Uh, you see if we sometimes we have this funny idea in churches like this that you're going to be doing your own your thing that you know we call that agreement i guess in some of our training that that oh everything's fine like i did everything that 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 i i wanted to do i'm everything's good but then that usher told me not to sit in that chair i'm offended <laughs> Then you sit sitting down in the chair and get wet britches, and then then you're offended because it was wet, and nobody, you know, never. <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> How many of you having fun yet in church? Obviously, we ha- we need training to do something that somebody else wants us to do. I mean, kids need to be trained in that. How about us just as adults when God says, I want you to stop talking that way. Like, I want you to stop. I mean, I was, I was praying. You know, we're people of prayer in this church. My wife and I are people of prayer. We pray just about every day except Sunday. I know that's hilarious. <laughs> we, we have prayer meetings every day except Sunday. Maybe we could have one at night after church, you know, <laughs> Sunday night. But, but, you know, what's really interesting, it's really easy to receive instruction from the Lord and do stuff that you like and that you agree with. But when the Lord puts his finger on you... <clears throat> and and he stresses something to you where you have to change and it's not, well, that's not how I would do it. He goes, that's where the, somebody say rubber meets the road. road. And we need to exercise that little muscle, that little muscle that says, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Does it hurt, Pastor Tom? Oh, yeah, it hurts. It hurts a little bit. And I mean, okay, it hurts a lot. And then after a while, it just becomes like, yes, sir. You just kind of train your spirit. I didn't say I have arrived, but I'm just saying that uh, if you don't follow the will, the plan, or the purpose of God, you end up somewhere along the line shorting yourself. Amen? Now, why is that? Because God sees the full picture. We don't see it all. But He knows exactly how to position people. Last week we were talking about Abraham. That didn't make sense. Take your son up, you know, sacrifice him unto me and so forth and all that good stuff. I mean, that's not good stuff, but 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 he followed the instruction. And as a result, blessing came. Hallelujah. The Lord helped. Amen. Amen. So let's talk about following the plan of God. I want to give you a real-time example. Is it really that time? Bummer. Okay, I'm going to paraphrase for the sake of time. Oh, wait a minute, we did the offering already. That's kind of kind uh, uh, of me off. Let's talk about Joseph. Can we talk about Joseph for a little bit? Joseph's life in the book of Genesis, chapter 37, is such an excellent example of what we're talking about tonight. Following God's will and God's plan. First of all, you know that Joseph had a dream, right? Actually, had two dreams. He dreamed about the stock and he dreamed about the uh, the the, um, the moon thing and the, and the cows and all that that, they, that, that the fatter cows and the other uh, stocks, they bowed to the other ones and so forth and so on. The moon bowed down to him. And and his father said, you are off your rocker. And the brother said, oh, no, you didn't. They just like were, they were like, uh, uh-huh, like you didn't. And they threw him in a pit, betrayed him and sold him into slavery. Now, how does that work for you in in your vision of following the plan of god it doesn't seem very good no time at present a lot of times many of the things that you're facing they sure don't look like a blessing you put them under the microscope and you go like this does not look too good does it is it me or is this like a bummer you know, <laughs> and then so of course he gets sold into he goes into a strange land and gets sold into slavery and then he goes into Potiphar's house and now okay not bad but it says but God was with him yep. right and so he becomes a, a bookkeeper and a manager and everything and everything in Potiphar's house was really prospering he says you know what take all the books take the business I'm just going to chill and let it, let it all happen because you know you can't keep a good man down but then the devil is always at work even when you can't see it he's working he was working and he of course got Potiphar's wife to to accuse him of something so here he is falsely accused thrown into prison right? but God was with him see that's the most important thing if I can stress something about Joseph's story God was still with him you've got to know first of all you have to know the plan and the purpose for your life don't be vague about it. So no matter what is happening, no matter where it looks very low or, or really, really bad, you still got that purpose on the inside and you're not letting go. You have need of patience that you, after you have uh, waited through the process and done all of the plan, yeah. that you will inherit the promise. Yeah hallelujah so anyway so he gets thrown into jail and then uh, how's that working for you well with God with him not too bad you know he they they witnessed the anointing of God on him immediately moving right along in the story just paraphrasing is that he found grace in the sight of the jail keeper and then moved forward after that the anointing was on him he interpreted the dream right and uh, and they forgot about him. He, they were betrayed. Don't you know? It may take a number of years. Let, don't be short-sighted. Hang on to the dream in your heart. Hallelujah. Hang on to your purpose. Hang on to the calling. Hang on to the will and the plan. And who would have thought? The way this would work out, that, that one day he would stand before Pharaoh and say, this is, Thus saith the Lord, this is what it means. You know the story. That in one day, the guy ends up second in command in all of Egypt. Are you listening to me? And then it not only blessed him. Here's the secret. It not, God did that for him to position him somewhere, not only to bless him, but the entire known world. They came to Egypt and because of the wisdom that flowed through him, the grace of God blessed the entire world, the known world in that area. Are you listening to me? But in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, I have to move fairly quickly here. In Genesis 50, and I'm going to take it Wow, I'm going to take it in the uh, in in the. I guess if you have God's Word translation, I guess that's okay. And this is this is the thought that even though somebody meant it for evil, God was able to turn it around. Listen to this: even though you you planned, there's a lot of people planning for you. Mama's planning for you. Grandpa's planning for you. Your 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 friends are planning for you. The school advisor's planning for you. Your head's planning for you. The government's planning for you. But you meant, you planned evil against me, but God planned good. Listen, God planned good to come out of it. This was to keep many people alive. As he is doing now, he realized that it's not all about him. He realized that there is a plan and there is a purpose. He got that dream about the moon and about the stocks and about the, and about the, uh, about the uh, cows and so forth. And, and, and it came to pass. He just had to wait for it. So all I'm going to tell you, Christian, is do you have it? Did you get it? Okay. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it, Reggie. Wait for it. Wait for it back there. Hallelujah. God has times and seasons, and we've got to trust his time and his season. Now, I've got to move forward quickly because of, because of time. But listen very, very carefully in the next five or ten minutes. Very, very carefully because I believe this will encourage your heart. One of the reasons why following the will of God and knowing what the purpose of it is and knowing what the plan is, getting an overall, a little, uh, a view of what that plan is and walking in it should minister confidence to you there is there's a scripture in Jeremiah 29:11 that's very very popular we we quote that all the time let's listen, listen to this it's Jeremiah 29:11 in the amplified listen to this you, you probably can quote it for i know the thoughts and plans that i have for you says the lord thoughts and plans there it goes again plans are we talking about plans tonight Are we talking about purpose tonight? Are we talking about will tonight? Thy will be done. Now watch this. It says, I know the thoughts and plans I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare. And that doesn't mean the welfare line. That just means, (laughs) you know what I mean, that these would be good for you. (laughs) And peace. Listen, 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 Christian. Not for evil. Listen carefully. To give you Hope in your final outcome. Listen carefully, very, very carefully. So that means we, we quote that often, but tonight I want to take the next few moments to dial back the scriptures and peel back, listen carefully, the setting in which that word of prophecy or that scripture came forward. Are you ready? Let's look at Jeremiah 29 and I'm going to read much of it starting with verse 1. Now these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem to the remainder of the elders who were carried away captive. This is addressed to people that are in captivity. Listen carefully. To the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had carried away captive from Jerusalem to Babylon. Listen carefully. This scripture applies specifically to God's People that are living in a strange land under a land of captivity not in heaven, sorry, in Babylon. This happened after Je- Jeconiah, the king and the queen mother, the eunuchs, the princes of Judah and Jerusalem the craftsmen and the smiths departed from Jerusalem. The letter was sent by the hand of Alashia and so forth and so on. But catch, catch the setting of this. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the Lord God of Israel, we're in verse four, to all that were carried away captive whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon. Are you ready for this? This is wild. This, I think this will. This is a real mind bender. So if you're not saying amen too much, that's okay. I know you've got to think real hard on this one. Listen to this. Build houses and dwell in them in Babylon. Plant gardens and eat their fruit. Take wives and beget sons and daughters. And take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands so that they may bear sons and daughters, that you may be increased there. Right in the middle of the nasty now and now Babylon and not diminished. And it says, and listen, listen, and seek the peace of the city where I have caused you uh, to be carried away captive. Are you listening? Boy, the wheels are turning tonight. And it says, and pray, listen, and pray to the Lord. For it, what it, that city, the foreign city that you are held captive at, we're talking Babylon, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And for its peace, and it says, and and for in its peace, you will have peace. Yeah. Now, I've got to break this down in just a couple of minutes here. So let me kind of race through this. Uh, actually, how long do I have? Because I usually I'm... I have to... Oh, really? Okay, so I feel a little more comfortable. The time thing is... Throw me off a little bit. Notice this. The period of time... I believe it was 585 B.C. where the temple was destroyed and they came in and took this all out. And later, you hear about, you know, Daniel and he has the angel come to him and he's seeking the Lord because he perceives that there are 70 years... There's a 70 year period of time that God has ordained that his people would be there right in the middle of Babylon. And they're supposed to prosper, build a life there, seek the peace of that place, invest in that place, pray for that place, be a blessing where you are in that season of time. I call that the will of God. How about you? That is the will of God. And then, after he says that, that if you you do these things, as it prospers, you will prosper. It goes then, right next to it, Jeremiah 29.11. For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. That's 29.11, the Amplified Classic. Says the Lord, thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil. To give you hope in your final outcome. And of course, we know that when the 70 years are up, something big is going to happen. God's going to cause them to return to their homeland. I'm just here to tell you something. For those of you that uh, feel very, very uncomfortable about the Bay Area, let me just let you in on a little bit of revelation. And and remember, when when you perceive the will of God you're able to stay in a certain place or do a certain thing. You're able to do it with joy. Here's a personal decision. I know that I know that I know that God has called me, PT, and his family to live in the Bay Area. I know that. I know that I was called to serve Pastors Mark and Brenda Thomas and the Heart of the Bay Christian Center family and help fulfill the vision here of reaching the law, healing the hurting, and maturing the believer. I am not looking to cash in my chips, and I can. It's not like it wasn't an ability. I can cash in my chips and move to some resort area where I can escape the pressures of what's happening in crazy California. And no, no, no offense to anybody else that felt led to leave California. I have it burned into my heart. There's no way that I can go to leavingthebayarea.com and, and arrange for a slick little getaway. There's no way because I know my purpose. My purpose is to be in this place at this time. I was born for this. To serve this man of God, this woman of God, this family of God. To uphold, listen Christian, to uphold the word of truth. Right in the middle of my Babylon. Babylon. A crooked and a perverse nation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have to know that you're called to live wherever you are. Those of you watching online. You have to know that you're called to Denver. You have to know that you're called to New York. You have to know that you're stationed in San Francisco. You have to know if you're stationed here, that you're stationed in Hayward. Yeah. Praise the Lord. To, to make sure that the will of God comes to pass. And just like Esther was when Mordecai said to her, I, I wonder if is, if if you didn't come into the kingdom for such a time as this. And you know what? She did come into the kingdom for such a time as this. Is it important what you're doing with your life? Is it important that you are serving the Lord? I have made the decision to lift up the name of Jesus and to serve my pastors in my local church, to lift up the banner of love and righteousness in the middle of a confused and contrary society. I will support this place with the best of my time, the best of my talent, the best of my treasures, and the best of my energy. That's right. It has to be burned on the inside of you. I have called you to this place. Well, can I just go anywhere else? I'm not saying that you're you're going to be cursed if you go someplace else, but you could be greatly limited. You have to go to the place called there. When you get to the place called there, get it, hold it and stand. If God doesn't say anything different, no matter what the price of gas, no matter what the political says, no matter what they say about COVID this and that, no matter the economy, because you know, God instructed Isaac. No, no. I want you to stay in this place. And he he by obedience to God to be at a place called there, he was able to reap a hundredfold in a year of famine. Yeah. Amen. There's confidence when you follow God. Somebody help the preacher. Amen. I will support this place with the best of my time, talent, and treasures. Because, like David of old said, is there not a cause? A cause for Christ. Yeah in the Bay Area is there not a cause to seek the good of the people like if we're in Babylon those of you that if if you're suffering in the Bay Area and it feels uncomfortable join the club as for me and my house we will seek for the good of the people of San Francisco Oakland San Leandro San Lorenzo Castro Valley Redwood City San Bruno San Rafael Marin Daly City Hayward Union City Newark Newark Hallelujah. San Jose, Dublin, San Ramon, Pleasanton. You get the idea? El Cerrito, El Sobrane, Richmond, Emeryville, Walnut Creek, Belmont, Berkeley, Brentwood, Brisbane, Campbell. Hallelujah. Cupertino, Palo Alto, Foster City. Did I miss something? Menlo Park, Sunny, the list goes on. But see, seek, if God puts you here, do something in prayer. Do something to hook up with the vision. Hallelujah! Yes, to bless the city. That's what, what so many of our friends do. I just really love... Uh, again, I hate, to, I hate to keep... We keep mentioning them, but like like Andre and Tracy, God bless you guys. You're blessing yeah. the city of Oakland. Hallelujah! Yeah. And not just the city of Oakland, but they're doing a work. Hallelujah! Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Well, let's see. I need to close. I need to close. So I'm going to close with a scripture that... I didn't give you up there, but Isaiah 1, verse 18 uh, through 20. And actually, it's really verse 19. And you know this one really well, probably in the King James Version. Isaiah 1 and 19. If you be willing... If you be willing... Willing. Yeah, Lord. Lord, look at this people. Wow. Lord, thank you that you are more than enough. Lord, I thank you that your grace is sufficient. Lord, you know what they have been walking through. But we acknowledge that you're sufficient and we have staying power, not of our own strength, but because you are the all-sufficient one. And in the name of Jesus, we are willing. We are willing to fulfill the plan of God. Willing, Lord, willing and obedient and obedient, not our will. Many of us are saying, Lord, if this cup can pass from me, Lord, if there's any other way, can I can I move to... Lord, I, I want to move to to the hills and become a hermit. <laughs> I want a beachfront property. Yeah, have fun with that. Friends, there's no place like the center of God's That's will. God's yeah. will. Amen. If the center of God's will for you is yeah. to live in Afghanistan, then stand in the will of God. Yeah. It's more dangerous to be out of the will of God oh, yeah. and leave Afghanistan yeah. Yeah than to think that you're going to move to the U.S. and it's real safe here. The best place, it's not out in the suburbs either. It's in the will of God. If you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Hallelujah. Let's give God a shout of praise. Let's give God a shout of praise. So I see that's time. It's time. Lord, we give you thanks tonight for your word. Help this people, Lord. Help us all to choose... First of all, to look at the will. To acknowledge the will of God. And to renew our mind, like Romans 12:2 says, not to be conformed to the will of this world, to the will of what the popular move is, but to be conformed to the will, the will, the will, the will, the purpose, the purpose, the purpose, the plan, the plan, the plan of God that we might have this renewed mind, hallelujah, and fulfill the will of God with worshipful hearts and you would be exalted and you would draw all men unto you in Jesus name. Thank you, Lord. We can do it with your strength. We're happy in the Lord in Jesus mighty name. Can you say amen?